Hoffaday, and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. It's Friday, November 23rd, the day after Thanksgiving. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. This is Live Till 5 on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin, episode 292. 292 episodes, hard to believe. 3.05 p.m. on this Friday, November 23rd, also known as Black Friday, but there's so much more to it than Black Friday. Black Friday is such a small part of it for many of us who didn't do any shopping at all today. But later on in the show, we will be talking more about what was being sold on Black Friday and talking to some people that went out and braved the crowds this morning here on Guam. But glad to have you with us today. Not sure what kind of day you had. Hopefully it was a a fun day for you and your family. I know some people have to work today. God bless you all. Uh, many of us had the day off, technically. I mean, I'm in here today. Chris has been in here half the day uh, working at the radio station, but uh, school teachers and children alike get the day off of work. Typically, many other people, Gov Guam employees, got a day off, I believe, for most of them. So, congratulations. This is our live local talk and variety program every Friday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. Broadcasting here at KHMG, hoping to entertain you a little bit, to inform you, edify you, build you up in your Christian walk, and just give you a great alternative on a Friday afternoon. A lot of times you're driving around, running errands, picking up kids, dropping off kids, heading into work, heading home from work, etc. We just want to put a smile on your face and give you you an encouraging opportunity this afternoon and if you miss part of the show which most people cannot listen to two straight hours of radio without interruption well we anticipated that and years ago we started rebroadcasting the show in its entirety saturdays noon to two sunday night seven to nine p.m so you can catch us on the rebound saturdays noon to two sunday night seven to nine p.m just in case you missed part of the show you can also download the podcast go to khmg.org khmg.org that's our radio station website and there you can listen online you can also download the podcast of this show and many other great programs that are produced right here at the khmg studios in barragata guam let us know you're listening through facebook we love it when we get new facebook followers you just find harvest family radio guam follow us there then you'll get updates if you choose Anytime we add a new podcast or a new program or we put out some pictures or things like that or a survey. Right now there's a survey on our Facebook page that Chris put out yesterday regarding what is the first Christmas song you'd like to hear. And today we are going to tease the Christmas season in the second hour by using some Christmas bumper music. And then the first song of the Christmas season for KHMG will be right after the 5 o'clock news after Live Till 5 is over today. So... You can still weigh in and let us know what you think the first song of the season should be. I will be playing some Christmas bumper music in the second hour. But for this first hour, I want to just talk a little bit about what's happening or what has happened this last week. Do you know the anniversary of the 1863 President Abraham Lincoln Gettysburg Address speech was this week on the 19th? And I'm going to read that later in the show. The 20th. Uh, of November is called Absurdity Day. Uh, New Year's Eve is just around the corner. Time's 
uh, Times Square Church in New York City. Uh, Carter Conlon has a 25-minute special called Reclaiming the Culture of America, and this is what is known as Absurdity Day. It's kind of a not really celebrated. It's just one of those recognitions. World Television Day was the 21st. Let's see. The 22nd of November through New Year's Eve, uh, we're being encouraged to install blue porch lights. Now, many of us might not have a porch, but a blue porch light, I guess, is a way to let the men and women in blue, law enforcement, know that uh, you appreciate all their extra hard work during the holiday season. And so you can put in blue lights at your house and uh, hashtag blue Christmas there. Then, of course, Black Friday, the average consumer spent $335.47 the week of Black Friday last year. Older millennials, 25 to 34 years old, on average spent $419.52. 13 million transactions were processed on Black Friday last year. We're going to talk a little more about that. Of course, we don't want to skip over my favorite holiday of the year, which is Thanksgiving, a time to give thanks. And I received this week, uh, just before the Thanksgiving break, some listener-submitted content from none other than Bob the Librarian slash registrar slash really nice guy. Bob always sends me these things from the Lincoln Library online. And um, this is all about Thanksgiving, kind of the history of Thanksgiving. Just quick walk through here. Since Lawrence Nangas is gone and we don't have this day in history segment, how about this? 1621, the Pilgrims celebrated their first successful crops with a Harvest Home. Harvest Home was the name for a festival held at the end of the harvest season. The Pilgrims came together as a community for a great feast that went on for about three days. Chief Massasoit and 90 Wampanoag uh, Native American Indians joined the celebration too. 1789, President George Washington proclaimed the first Thanksgiving Day on November 26th, 1789. 1850s, Sarah Josepha Hale, editor of the Godey's Ladies Book, wrote editorials advocating for a national Thanksgiving holiday. She wrote this, We petition each and all state governors to appoint that day of our national rejoicing. Then all the land will be glad together. And union among the people would be a sure pledge of heart thankfulness to God who has given to us as a nation such wonderful prosperity and such universal blessings. That was from Sarah Hale and her plea to get Thanksgiving recognized in every state. 1863, President Abraham Lincoln issued a presidential proclamation for the day of Thanksgiving. After receiving a letter from Sarah Hale, President Abraham Lincoln issued a presidential proclamation saying that the last Thursday of November be observed by all my fellow citizens, wherever they may be then, as a day of Thanksgiving. 1941, Congress authorized Thanksgiving. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt recommended to Congress that the fourth Thursday of November be designated as Thanksgiving Day, a legal holiday. 1984, Mark Brown publishes Arthur's Thanksgiving. Arthur must cast the Thanksgiving play at school. Who will play the turkey? That's a kind of an insignificant uh, compared to the rest of those. But it was on the list, so I read it. Here we go. The month of November. The month of November is Prematurity Awareness Month, uh, PTA Healthy Lifestyle Month, Raisin Bread Month, Real Jewelry Month, Spinach Month, Squash Month, Stamp Collecting Month, Sweet Potato Awareness Month, 
Vegan Month, World Communication Month, Worldwide Bereaved Siblings Month. And then uh, this week, this week in November, recognized as uh, we just wrapped up the Church-State Separation Week and GERD Awareness Week. This week is the National Deal Week. It's really the only observance weekly. So if you're looking to create a weekly observance, last week in November is wide open. Today, the 23rd, is Black Friday, Doctor Who Day, Eat a Cranberry Day, Fibonacci Day, Fur Free Day, uh, International Survivor of Suicide Day, Maze Day, National Day of Listening, National Espresso Day, National Flossing Day, National Native American Heritage Day, National Leftovers Day, Parfait Day, Random Act of Kindness Friday, Robert E. Lee Day, uh, let's see, Celebrate Your Unique Talent Day, oh, that's tomorrow, the 24th, D.B. Cooper Day, that's the guy who robbed the bank and then jumped out of the plane and they never found his fortune. Uh, let's see here. National Sardines Day is tomorrow. Small Business Saturday and World Day of Giving. The 25th, Blaze Day, Buy Nothing Day, Fur Free Day. International Day of the Elimination of Violence Against Women Day. Hat Day and Shopping Reminder Day. Monday the 26th, Cider Monday, Cyber Monday, and National Cake Day. 27th, Giving Tuesday, Good Grief Day. That's Phoenix Comic Strip Day. National Bavarian Cream Pie Day, National Cake Day, Craft Jerky Day, and Rockefeller Christmas Tree Lighting is on the 27th, the 28th, National French Toast Day and Package Protection Day, the 29th, Chocolates Day, Customer is Wrong Day, Electronic Greetings Day, National Lemon Cream Pie Day, Square Dancing Day, and Throw Out Your Leftovers Day. Remember, we read all those food handling tips last week. And uh, the 30th, Cities for Life Day, International Computer Security Day, National Mason Jar Day, Moose Day, and Stay Home Because You're Well Day. I guess if you haven't used up your sick days, better get those in by the end of November. Before we take a break, one more thing. I was thinking about how many people volunteer with the Salvation Army on Thanksgiving and during this whole season. People will be ringing the bell and collecting change. Uh, people were serving meals yesterday, not just on Guam, but all around the world uh, to help people that that just need a little help around the holidays. And the Salvation Army is a pretty amazing organization. They are in so many countries, I can't even list them all, but all over the world. But the number of their outposts, societies, new plants, and recovery churches, 14,527. Number of officers in the Salvation Army, 28,053. Number of employees, 111,859. Salvation Army is organized, as you can tell by the name, like an army. And there's a lot of history to that and things like that, but they kind of use those types of terms. Number of soldiers, 1.182 million. Adherent members, 175,000. Junior soldiers, 411,000. Senior band musicians, 27,626. It's pretty amazing. The Salvation Army Band has that many. Songsters, 115,000 people. Sunday school members, 706,325. 
core-based community development programs, 1,626, benefiting 634,000 people. Homeless hostels, 461, with a capacity of almost 29,000. Residential addiction dependency programs, 216, with a capacity of 16,299. One of those is here on Guam. Children's Home, 235. They service almost 8,000 children. Homes for elderly persons, 180. They service almost 13,000 people. Mother and Baby Homes, 36. They service about 908 mothers and babies, women, and men's refuge centers, 96, and they service 2,200 people. Community Daycare Centers, 556. Non-Residential Addiction Rehab Centers, 124. Services to the Armed Forces, 11 mobile units for service personnel. Disaster Rehab Schemes, 43, serving 15,651 people. Refugee programs, 20 refugee programs, servicing almost 37,000 people. Prisoner visited in one year, 247,794. Salvation Army has 29 hospitals, 32 maternity hospitals. And that is from their 2018 yearbook, The Statistics on the Salvation Army International website. You just don't realize how active they are and how much good work they are doing around the world. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, a little more live till five. We're going to be enjoying this day after Thanksgiving with you. So stick around. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host, episode 292 on this Friday, the 23rd of November. It's 3.18 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. More live till five after this short break. with a little more Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It is Friday, November 23rd, 3.22 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Glad to have you with us for this episode 292. Again, if you ever miss part of the show, tune in on Saturdays from noon to 2 or Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on The Rebound or go to khmg.org and download the podcast. Matter of fact, you know, just, just save the link location there so you can just go to it with with the click of the mouse and be able to find the show and listen anytime you can listen online you don't have to have a radio to listen to the radio anymore ironic speaking of ironic i have a few stories that just struck me as as ironic some of them are funny some of them are kind of sad but uh I call this segment Stranger Than Fiction because oftentimes truth is stranger than fiction. Sometimes it's just the headline that captures my attention. Sometimes it's something that a listener has sent to me and asked me to share on the radio. And so I shall do that now. Uh, Let's start off with the first one is some people went out for Black Friday today. Think about this type of gift. In New Delhi, India's Prime Minister Naradina Modi helped a diamond merchant hand over 
uh, hundreds of cars as gifts to his employees on Thursday. 600 employees of the Hare Krishna Exporters, a diamond trading company run by Savji Dokolai, received cars made by Indian manufacturer Mar- Maruti Suzuki, while around 1,000 more staff were offered gifts of cash deposits and apartments in a huge outdoor ceremony in Surat, Gujarat. Indians often give each other gifts in the run-up to Diwali, a major Hindu festival celebrating the triumph of good over evil that falls around November 7th. Modi addressed the prize-giving in his home state of Gujarat via video link, as well as presenting some of the employees with car keys in the capital of New Delhi. Dakoli is famous across India for giving lavish gifts to his employees at Diwali, including hundreds of apartments in 2016 ceremony. The showroom value of the 600 cars would be about $2 million. Gift giving in the latter part of the year, when several Hindu festivals are celebrated, provides a major boost to India's economy. The gifts were part of a program targeting staff who have given loyal service to the diamond trader. The aim of this program was to reward, reward employees total loyalty and dedication towards the company, Takali said on a Facebook post. That many cars, $2 million, 600 employees, $2 million worth of cars, plus a bunch of large cash gifts and apartments. Wow. I bet they do not have a, a problem with employees, uh, finding good employees there. Here's one at the opposite end of the interesting um, thing. This was actually going around in the little WhatsApp group. I'm one of the, I, I get to ref some soccer games here on Guam. And the WhatsApp group that includes all the other soccer refs, this story was going around. And I just saw it in Reuters, oddly enough. Soccer referee banned by F.A. after rock, paper, paper, scissors, blunder. Referee David McNamara has been handed a three-week ban by the English Football Association for asking two captains to play rock, paper, scissors to decide the kickoff before the Women's Super League, the WSL match, after forgetting his coin, British media reported on Tuesday. I'm not going to say if that has been effectively used by me or not before but rock paper scissors i mean if you don't have a coin just saying here's an interesting story i saw on fox news Uh, i think this one was a listener submitted i just can't remember which listener the headline of this one grabbed my attention pathetic frog birthday cake from supermarket leaves parents mortified It was a disgrace. There's like three quotations in there. A disgusted dad had slammed an Australian supermarket after they allegedly ruined his son's frog-themed birthday cake with their pathetic decorating skills. Parents in Australia were left outraged after they picked up a cake for their son's frog-themed birthday party and saw one decorator's unusual interpretation of the amphibian. Shane Holliford, 43, said he ordered a 49... Uh, Australian dollars, about $35 in the U.S., cake at Woolworths, an Australian supermarket chain, three days prior to the event. Quote, they told me it would be done. No worries at all. He wrote down everything I said and said it would be ready by Sunday morning. I was very excited to see it, Shane said. Shane and his wife Amy were excited about celebrating their son Mason's third birthday and were looking forward to seeing the cake. Quote, a cake is an integral part of any child's birthday party. You want a nice one. So you're able to remember it and take photos, he said. A lot of explanation here about a birthday cake. Sorry, folks. 
In preparation for his son Mason's birthday, devoted dad Shane Halliford, 43, claims to have forked out $35 on a special frog-themed birthday cake from his local Woolworths. He said he picked up the cake in the morning for the birthday party, but didn't check it because he was in a rush. I just assumed it would be fine, he said. When I got home, I opened it up with my wife, and we were both mortified. When the couple opened the cake, they saw a minimalist green happy face and a number three piped on a lime green frosting background. Shane said Amy was particularly upset because the guests were supposed to arrive soon, and she did not want to serve this quote-unquote pathetic cake. They use that word a lot. Quote, we thought we would uh, have to try to bake something else, Shane said. Shane said he called Woolworths to see if they could fix the cake on short notice, but was told the store didn't decorate cakes. Though he pointed out the supermarket had pre-made cakes for sale and confirmed they would be able to make the cake requested when he ordered it. Another cake decorator managed to save the cake by making the frosting a pond and placing a frog figurine on the cake right before the guest arrived. You know what? He probably could have saved a few dollars and done that himself. That's all I'm saying, Shane and Amy. And then they just kind of go on. Um, part of this was just kind of funny because this picture of a green cake with a smiley face and a three. Part of it's kind of funny that Fox News would feature this article of all the things happening on the entire planet. Billions of people. One green cake made the news. And now my millions of listeners heard about it. Uh, this one was submitted by one of our listeners as well. Not funny necessarily, but just the the headline. I won't even read the whole story, but the headline uh, here really grabs your attention. Um, Antarctic scientist stabbed colleague who kept telling him the ending of books he was reading. L- let me read that one more time. Antarctic scientist stabbed colleague who kept telling him the endings of books he was reading. And basically... Um, it was a remote Russian research station in Antarctica. Allegedly, one scientist stabbed and injured a colleague after a breakdown after the latter kept revealing the ending of books. Sergei Savitsky, 55, and his 52-year-old colleague Oleg, I can't pronounce his last name, passed the long hours in the Bellinghausen Station in King George Island, Ant- Antarctica, by reading. But uh, Oleg kept revealing the end of books to Sergei, and Sergei just lost it and went after him and injured him, unfortunately. So the the headline of that article is what really grabbed my attention. All right, I think what we're going to do now is I think I want to take a little break here. When we come back, got some special guests in studio, ranging in ages from about 11 to my age. Anyway... I'm Jared Baldwin. I'm your host of Live Till 5. It's 3.31 p.m. on this Friday, November 23rd, episode 292. It's another holiday episode, so stick around. We'll be back with more Live Till 5 after this. With a little more live till 5. It's 3.35 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios on this Friday, November 23rd. 
The day after Thanksgiving, some call it Black Friday. I call it Blue Sky Friday. When I was talking to my daughter who was in frigid Wisconsin, and she was lamenting having to get out of the car just to go into where she lives while I was uh, skimming the top of my swimming pool in the balmy 85-degree sunny sky. Few clouds. I've got in studio with me here some people that love the warm weather. Guam residents, no no strangers really to our listening audience. I have the Taylor family, at least part of them, maybe less than half of them really. But it does fit in kind of with your uh, last segment. My family is a little bit stranger than fiction. So. Oh, that's true. That's deal. true. And um, hopefully no one has um, resorted to violent behavior because someone's told them the end of a book or a movie or something like that. No, cakes get a little bit... Uh, <laughs> nobody really cares what the cake's decorated like. It just gets eaten. Yeah, right. I was going to say, it, really, that whole story, the thing that's ironic about it is that it was a story, that it made international news and then that i spent so much time talking about it uh it was a slow news week apparently so now i have annabelle here with me today annabelle you've been on the radio with me at least once or twice before right yeah okay great she's a natural she's probably gonna host this show someday and Devin, um famous for uh his uh exclamation of being king of the cannibals one time on the radio Devin, how are you today good what story was that dev Pippi Longstocking. Yeah, Pippi Longstockings. I, it sounded familiar when he said it, but I was so surprised when he said it. I, I was in a state of shock for a while. And then, of course, Chris Harper's here. Uh, Chris, I plugged in your mic. Are you good there? I think so. Perfect. Beautiful. Yeah. Great. Well, today, guys, uh, the Hub is closed for our listening audience every week. The Hub provides us with some delicious drinks and sometimes even snacks. And today, they are not open because it is Thanksgiving weekend. So I had to go out and scrounge my own drinks and snacks uh, from uh, the foodies place right around the corner. However, I would still like to say that this segment's brought to us by The Hub, the best little coffee shop on Guam when it's open, offering an endless variety of coffees and teas and baked goods when it's open. And uh, usually it's open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m., and sometime on Sunday afternoon, it's going to be open during the Festival of Lights as well. Now, I try to provide something today that was a little bit unusual. Maybe something that you don't get to enjoy every day. These gourmet popcorns. I've been seeing these. These are made on Guam by Tasty Treats of Guam. And you can get these little five-ounce clear uh, buckets of popcorn. And um, looks pretty good. So, what I'd like to do is all of us to open our popcorn. And then we're going to give a little... You have to describe what it tastes like without using any of the words on the front of it. So the name of it, like the main ingredients, you cannot say. All right? So our listening audience, what you're hearing is us trying to open this complex packaging here. I will admit they do a great job sealing these things. It probably keeps it from becoming uh, stale, you know, if you let too much humidity in. So I, I think the coating on the outside definitely will keep this from going stale for a long time. Uh, yeah. So, now, you cannot say caramel, popcorn. You cannot say anything like, you know, any flavor that is listed on your label. So you have to describe it in a way that does not give away what it is. So our listening audience doesn't know what it is. Then we'll kind of all go around. Then we'll all say what we're eating. But I would encourage people to stop by. These things smell really good. It smells like a real high-end uh, 
children's cereal. Can I eat it really close to the mic? And yes. Maybe they'll be able to. From we the found text, that from the our texture. listening audience loves to hear us eating food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's got a good crunch to it. Okay. Wait, I got to check to make sure crunch was not part of my. No, that's that's that's. No, nope, we're good. Okay. Yeah. Yep. There you go. It's... <laughs> that sounded like a potato chip. That like that was the, the level of crunch know. that that one had. It sounds like the German army marching through a field, uh, a forest of dry leaves in the late fall. All right, before anybody else goes, I'm going to take the word sweet. Okay. Uh, Josh, I, you can go first. You kind of set the example, then uh, Annabelle gets to go after you, so she can kind of learn from your example. Wow, this is good. It is. It is, it is sweet. Um, I would also say quite addictive. Uh, it is a contrast in colors mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I have a combo. Okay, I know yep. some, some of you, yep. it looks like you also have combos. And so I have the red and the brown. You'll never guess what combination okay. that is. All right. But it's often what you would want to do at a uh, at one of the hotels at a gathering, and then you have the fountain. And then you would yes. pick up one of these fruits, and mm-hmm. you would run it underneath of the fountain, and not the kind of fountain where you throw pennies in. Okay. Are we good with that? Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, watermelon with essential oils. Exactly. Okay. All right. Annabelle, uh, how, describe yours without giving it away. Like, what color is it? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? So mine looks um, a lot like the original one would, except it's very more islandy with the flavor. It's, yeah, it comes, it's grown on the island, and but it's definitely an artificial flavor. Okay, so it's kind of an artificial version of a local island flavor. Yeah. Okay. All right. And it does look a lot like just kind of a normal candy corn or caramel corn, a little lighter than maybe regular caramel corn. Okay. Chris, what does yours taste like? Mine is like an old Christmas uh, popcorn friend mm. because this is your your common flavor of is that, corn. Is that the com- common flavor of caramel corn? I didn't say that you did, but yes, it's very common. What is yes. the, what's the common flavor of caramel corn? Caramel. Mm. Oh, okay. That's what I go with. Cheese, so, caramel, and cinnamon were the three most popular where I, I was from. I've decided to take my two flavors and really get the full, the full essence of it by by comboing them and eating one. I got one red and one brown at the same. It's actually more of a pinkish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say, as as good as the combo is, I actually like them more individual. I was always kind of that yeah. kind of a guy where you don't want to take that little uh, three way divider out of the even, tin. Even the neo, no, neo, the Neapolitan ice cream. No, I always like. I just Separate. I don't like it when it starts to melt you together. Eat it quick. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, so uh, now mine is a multicolored. It's 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 a blend, and one is yellow, one is brown. When you smell it. It smells like uh, when you have um, those chocolate Rice Krispie cereal and the milk becomes chocolatey. This has that. Oh, man, I might have broke my own rule here. You did. Anyway, it smells. <laughs> it's, How do you it describe, smells like a Swiss delicacy. How do you describe chocolate without yes, using the uh, word yes, with right. chocolate? Okay, all right. I, I broke my own said, rule. Annabelle should, did a better job than I did. Cocoa Puffs. So I won't give away the other thing except for... Similar to Annabelle's, it's something that's grown on an island in a tree 
but it comes in bunches. And so mm, it's chocolate bunches. plus something that comes it's, in bunches. It's the flavor. And it's artificial, but it's a tasty artificial. I'm interested to know what yours actually tastes like because that second flavor that you have is if you add it to any other substance, yes. it just dominates. Yes. It's if it's in candy, it's the nastiest. There candy. is no yep. there's no purpose. Try it. There's there's no purpose in putting any other flavors with it because this is the one flavor that just this I, I can honestly say this this is pretty good as far as that flavor goes. That is as dominant as I would have expected. Right. Almost a little almost a, a, a slap in the face as far as yes, boom. That is exactly if you what take you that along with the chocolate nugget though. I'm wondering. Put them together, they balance each other. Is out. there a, is there a ratio? Should I have should I have the the two to one? Probably two of the, two of the um, undisclosed chocolates yes. that you mm-hmm. definitely did not give away. Yes. <laughs> wow, that's just really good. You know, these are three ninety nine at the uh, market around the corner. That's that's a good three ninety nine snack right there. It's a lot. You get a lot um, content wise. I know popcorn is probably pretty made in Guam, so you're supporting local. Tomorrow is uh, buy local Saturday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's go around. Uh, Josh, reveal what is your flavor combination there. Devin, what's our flavors? What did it taste like? Can you tell the audience? It tastes like chocolate. Yes, it did. Chocolate. And then what did the pink taste like? Um, Maybe Kahlo. Maybe what? What? Caramel. 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 Oh, it. I'm sure <laughs> it does taste a little bit like caramel. <laughs> that was all right. It was uh, the traditional chocolate strawberry. Chocolate strawberry. That's good. Mm. Annabelle, what's yours? What's your flavor? Coconut. Coconut. That's and that one really grabbed my attention because I I thought that looked really good. Chris, this is just your average everyday caramel corn. Yep. But yep. it's not average. It's made in Guam. Yep. It's. It's good. It's, it's above as average. caramel corn goes. Yeah, this is good caramel corn. Yeah, you and mine is a, a chocolate banana gourmet caramel popcorn. If you didn't guess that already, we grew up in M- Missouri. We had a place called Topsy's Popcorn, and they would make popcorn, and you could go and get it filled in that big tin. You know, you can buy these decorative tins um, at any store here on Guam during the holiday season. It's already full of popcorn. The um, Caramel popcorn from Topsy's tasted a lot like this, a lot fresher. So, yeah, I'd highly recommend going and buying the Made on Guam Chocolate Banana Gourmet Caramel Popcorn. Tasty Treats of Guam. I found this at Foodies, but I've seen it a lot of other places as well. Can I open my drink now? Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm... Open it. I had a few... Well, I did notice that... Mine, mine opened right up without exploding. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's a good possibility for that. Uh, I just noticed the expiration date. Okay. Um, but... I was nervous because on one side, it is it's as half rubbed off the expiration date. Yep. It just says September, but I couldn't tell when. And I'm you know, let's assume it's like using the skills that I have. Uh, I know that September September has already passed. But then on the other side, it's there again, and it says September of nineteen. So okay, we're, we're good. good. You're good. You're good. good. It probably only gets more more gingery uh, as you drink it. So, but I did notice that I broke the rules, and I you as well did, uh, Chris. Has followed. Uh, he read the label first. It says invert bottle before opening. Was I never a, read the label. Was that the that. Ever. rule broken? Was it? No, no. You're you supposed, supposed to, to read. You're it. supposed to flip it. Invert bottle okay. before opening. So I yeah. did, I opened mine, took a drink, then I decided to read it, uh, and then uh, so I inverted Annabelle's, and I'm really. Okay. Hoping oh yeah, it says it right at the top there. Yeah. Invert you bottle before open? opening. Yeah. You got to peel it back. Is yes. that because of the um, you're you're trying to get the 
things that settle to the bottom. Yes, the suspended the particulates. Yeah, I the, thought so. Yeah. So turbidity, uh, okay. turbidity. Uh, I didn't know that was breaking the rules. But the problem is you can't really undo that because it is a pull tab. Exactly. And that's why my daughter still hasn't tasted hers because she can't get the pull tab off. Yep. But keep trying, Annabelle. Uh, but once you – because I'm really a little bit nervous of trying to fix what I, I, I broke the rule of now that it uh, came off because I might get someone on the electronics. But. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, you guys can do it. Here. I'll, I'll open yours for you, Annabelle. Hand it over here. Chris doesn't have to worry about me spilling anything or – No. There's not any anything expensive up. equipment sitting here at all. There we go. There we go. There we go. All right. So this is Bundaberg – uh, ginger beer. We talked about ginger beer on the air two or three weeks ago, and uh, we're just kind of saying how it just tastes really good. Some are much stronger, more medicinal, but this one is really very good. It's an Australian uh, thing. Very popular in Australia and back in the UK as well. I think this might have been something we talked about just last week, even, if I'm not mistaken. This but. is pretty legit stuff. Yeah. Uh, I have had some really good, and I have had some atrocious uh, flavors. Uh, and I mean, still by far, uh, be, me being a Michigan guy, Verners, you just can't beat it yeah. for uh, for the ginger ales. Uh, but this right here is this is this is legitimate. This is something that I would have again. And there are very few things, Pastor Jared, that you have given me on this radio station. <laughs> yeah, where I would True. say I would have True. that again. Yes. Well, uh, I saw Bundaberg over at a different market. I think it might have been Circle K down in Anigua. They had. I thought it was there. I saw three different kinds of Bundaberg. They had the root beer, they had the ginger beer, and then they had uh, sassafras, which is a version of root beer, I believe. It's just maybe a sweeter, maybe less carbonated root beer. I'm not sure. Sarsaparilla? Is that what it was, it's called? It's, it was sarsaparilla or sassafras tea. It just sure. said sassafras on it, but I know gotcha. that's, they're both the same thing. It yeah. basically is all root beer flavors, yeah. so it comes from the sassafras root, I believe. I think the one so. time I had the... The sarsaparilla was at the Henry Ford Museum, Greenfield Village. I think that's where I had mm. sarsaparilla. Sassafras tea. You used to hear that on the old uh, yeah, like Bugs when, Bunny. When uh, when Jerry Lewis was in a Western, he would walk in and everybody would order this alcohol and he would say, get me a sarsaparilla. You know, he tried to say it real <laughs> tough. Yep, you know? yep. yep. And that's that exactly his, it. That's where I remember that. Uh, I've also had birch beer, which is also non-alcoholic. Um, right. the, the term beer is not... Always alcoholic. Birch beer is kind of a red cola and really sweet, kind of like this. But this has a little burn to it. The ginger beer has a little bit of burn when it hits you in the esophagus. There. I haven't tried it yet. So, it. Annabelle, have you ever had ginger beer before? Um, no, I've had ginger ale, but like it's not. It's, it doesn't taste quite like this. This tastes more real. Yeah, this is a little more. You can tell it's got real ginger in it. I know we talked about this last week because we were saying something, and, and uh, Sebastian goes. That has ginger in it. And I was, it was ginger ale, I think. And so, yeah. yeah. So I said, no, even ginger beer is even better. So, right. all right. Well, uh, listeners, thanks for staying tuned on that. I would recommend if the hub's not open, swing by Foodies and grab some uh, gourmet caramel popcorn made on Guam and some Bundaberg ginger beer. Uh, Devin, now you have something that's a little more standard. Uh, before we go to break, what are you drinking there, Devin? A Sprite. A Sprite. <laughs> you like that okay? Yeah. All right. Excellent. Okay. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Josh about his uh, Black Friday exploits. So stick around, listeners. More live till five after this short break.
And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It's episode 292 on this Friday, November 23rd, 3.53 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. And in studio with me, half of the Taylor family, Annabelle, Devin, Josh, and Chris Harper, all-around good guy and station manager here with us. To carry us to the top of the hour, we want to talk a little bit about Black Friday. We'll probably continue the conversation after the top of the hour. But uh, you guys have a little tradition. You guys like getting up early on Black Friday and and braving the crowds. What'd you guys do today? Yeah, there's nothing quite like uh, having a, a couple extra days uh, for sleeping in and sleeping in for zero of those days. <laughs> Yesterday, I got up with uh, uh, Jonas McApinlock, held a basketball competition. I heard that was a good turnout. Yeah, had over 60 guys, and so... Uh, he said showtime 4.30 a.m., and I said, eh. Fortunately, he called me at 4.23 a.m. to make sure that I was up. Okay. So yeah. it was great. So even those last little seven minutes. Uh, but that was it was a great turnout. And then this morning, um, well, actually last night, Annabelle said, Dad, we're going to go out. Uh, what time do you want to get up in the morning? And the next thing I know, I was waking up on the floor at 2 a.m., Oh boy! Because that's just uh, we were watching watching a movie, and uh, then I wasn't watching the movie anymore. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever happened to, to you. Oh yeah, guys, especially you know? on Thanksgiving, you eat too many carbs and so. turkey, and all of a sudden it's like someone hit you with a tranquilizer dart. <laughs> it was you find yourself you know back no. at home in bed in your pajamas. You're like, how did I get here? What um? And what time did we end up leaving this morning? Um, we left around five forty-five, maybe. Oh wow! Okay, so not too bad. Wow. Okay. Too and where did you guys go? I mean, our first stop is always Home Depot, uh, and I, that has the best that has the best Black Friday feel to it. Okay, um, Macy's does, except that they start opening Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah it's and like I, six p.m. or something. Yeah, Thanksgiving. I'm just not. Uh, I'm still digesting at that point in time. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so, just haven't gone to the point where I start getting out and we go shopping on Thanksgiving yet. Um, yeah. I, but we do like, and this is probably our fourth or fifth year. Uh, you guys have been up here to talk about it at least one or two times before. So Home Depot, was it very, very crowded? Yeah, there was a really long line. Um, we didn't, they opened up the doors at six and we didn't end up getting through after, by the time, we didn't end up getting inside until 6.11. Oh, wow. So you guys, you, you got there 15 minutes before the doors opened, but the line was so long, it took yep. you almost 30 minutes to get inside and and finding a parking spot also is like i i annabelle and i were there uh standing outside it wasn't raining so hallelujah for that uh but we're like i wonder what time these these people actually start showing up but then i'm not interested enough to try and show up that right. early to yeah. see what time. right right uh, i'm just trying to find a park uh, a parking spot because by that time uh there are a few parking spots left around 5 45 but the crowd, the line is wrapped around so many spots that you, the last few spots is hard to find. Right. And so uh, I was pretty proud of my spot. I have my little Chevy Aveo, a uh, little four-door hatchback, tiny. And uh, they have a lot of their, their container, uh, uh, their 40-foot containers are parked in the parking lot, taking a bunch of spots. And But it was uh, parked horizontally across probably eight different parking spots. But my car is so small, I could still fit <laughs> Nose in. right under it. Oh, yeah. I could still fit right in there, and <laughs> I didn't funny. even stick out the back, so it was good to go with that. That's great. And well, and they lose a lot of spots because of those containers and because of their Christmas tree sales. They probably give up 30 or 40 yep. slots. So, yeah. yeah. So, did you guys get anything? It was kind of a low-pressure time for us because we just, we You really, weren't remodeling yeah, a bathroom or anything really where you just, just had to have yeah. something, yeah. We really just went there to see what they had and uh, got a couple things. Probably the least amount... 
Here's the part that's a little bit embarrassing. I don't know if I want to admit this on the air, but I oh, will. Oh, no, this is the perfect I, place for I that. I spent uh, true confessions from Josh Taylor. I spent more money today at Macy's on okay. clothes okay. for me wow. than I did at Home Depot. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm so glad I got that uh, out. So they, so you went from Home Depot and you went over and bought yourself some clothes. <laughs> it was when you put it. Annabelle that way, had to stand and watch you try on stuff. Or? I, I I did send her away. Actually, because uh, it's two she, separate stores now. She had a pretty good discovery. Uh, okay. At Macy's. What did you find the, there? The Annabelle? fun part. The really the part that kind of redeemed me shopping at Macy's. Um, we had gone there. I had gone there with my mom. Uh, uh, maybe last week, and we had found these Christmas trees. Except they're not—they don't have leaves on them. They're just like sticks, like a Charlie yeah. Brown tree, birch Christmas. Okay. Trees. Oh. And so they have yeah. little circle lights on the ends of them. Anyway, my mom last week had said that she liked it a lot, and she might want that instead of a Christmas tree. Anyway, this week, so today I was looking at them, and they were sixty percent off. And so I just mentioned it to Daddy once he got back, and so yeah. Wow! So, so you're got, able to get one for uh, the house? Yeah, we got a got a. How big is it? It's really like tabletop. You, yeah, if you picture, it's a five footer. Okay. But if you picture the Car- uh, Charlie Brown Christmas tree, only a little less pathetic, a, li- <laughs> <laughs> a, a little less pathetic. So so it's so at least yeah. you don't feel bad and a lot more spending lights. money on it. Yeah, yeah. A lot more lights. and so, it's already pre lit. You said. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. So, and. Uh, I got we got a, uh, I got one of those uh, that we're gonna kind of use as the Christmas tree, and then we got two little two two footers for tabletops, and then Neat. I got one more uh, a three was it a three footer yeah, three a foot. three footer that I'm gonna put at the top of my house. Okay, that way you know air traffic control absolutely not gonna be hitting the hitting when they'll, they'll be like oh there are rednecks on Guam as they fly by <laughs> your place that's <laughs> perfect that's perfect Good to go. Awesome. Well, we're going to take a short break for the news. Uh, if you guys, can you stick around for the next hour for a little bit? I'm not done with my popcorn. So. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Okay, listeners, you stick around as well. I'm Jared Baldwin, the host of Live Till 5, episode 292 on this Friday, November 23rd, the day after Thanksgiving. Going to break out some Christmas music as bumper songs in the next hour. And the first Christmas song of the season is coming up at 5 o'clock after the news. So stick around to Live Till 5 and KHMG, 88.1 FM, Barragata, Guam, SRN News, and another hour of Live Till 5 after this.
Melikili Kamaka, and welcome back to Live Till 5. It's 4.05 p.m. on this Friday, November 23rd. We are officially in Christmas music season. So for the next few weeks, we'll be using Christmas tunes as our bumper songs for Live Till 5. And at the end of this hour, after the SRN News, the first song of the season will be aired here on KHMG. So if you have a preference, you can still vote. Go on our KHMG Harvest Family Radio Guam Facebook page. Let us know what you think the first Christmas song of the season should be. And we're going to take all of the different comments into account and send it off to the judges and then they can decide which song we should play first. You got a a logarithm you're going to run it through? We are. And then, of course, you have the commission that has to certify the ballots. And we won't be able to play the song until February 2nd, but it will be the first song of the season officially. Once the lawyers get done with it. Once the lawyers get done, we have to fly some in from Florida. They're really busy right now. So anyway, yeah, no, we will. We will try our best to play the first Christmas song of the season, the one that gets the most votes. Um, Josh. Yeah. Uh, what year were you born? I was in 1980. Okay. So you're February 5. Eight years younger than me. So these are the toys of your childhood. Um, Cabbage Patch Doll. You probably uh, didn't have one of those. I really did not ever ask for one of those, but I'm very familiar with them. Care Bears. Same thing. I, I even... With the little w- rainbow across was the tummy? Not, was not... The, I have that tummy. Was not the point of... I didn't even want to watch the show. Uh, fluffy dogs. Um, I don't know. I've never heard of that either. No, that's sorry. um glowworm. Yes, yes. I saw much. that at a lot of yard sales uh, growing up because they're really popular and then not so popular. Yeah, my family's big into pinworms. Oh, pinworm. <laughs> that's the off-brand of glowworm. Um, the hot looks dolls. I cannot believe that was a thing. Uh, Masters of the Universe, He Man. Oh yeah, toys. Very. I never. We we just got into the GI Joe. So the yeah, yep. Around the same time, uh, micro machines. Yep. Kind of like Matchbox, but even smaller. Yep. And the commercials with the guy talking really, really fast. Yes. Oh, that's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, the My Child dolls, they were like a little more lifelike than Cabbage Patch. Uh, My Little Pony. You're not a brony, Just right? keep moving on. Uh, the uh, Pogo Ball. Yes. Pogo Balls is what they yes. call it, right? And it's a it's a ball with a platform yes. on it. It looks like a flying saucer. Yes. They are very fun for about four minutes. And then after that, you're like... This you can't really go anywhere with these things. Yeah, yeah, there it, it's a lot more exhausting than it looks on the commercials, um, especially for a husky kid like myself. Uh, let's see here, pound puppies. Yep, remember pound puppies. Pound puppies. Pound puppies. Rainbow bright. She's had mm-hmm. a kind of a revival of sorts in the media. Roller racers. Not real familiar nope. with that. Nope. She-ra princess of power. No, don't admit it. Even if you do, smooshies. Star Wars toys, of course. Strawberry Shortcake, Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin. Yes, I remember him. Uh, let's see. Uh, Wuzzles? Nope. Okay, Wuzzles. he's like Teddy Ruxpin, but more of an elephant. Uh, Spirograph. You ever uh, play with the Spirograph? Yes, yeah, that you put the pencil in, and yes. then you run it around yeah. and around, around yeah. and get the designs. Hmm? Very popular grandma gift. Grandma buys this for the grandkids, thinking it's going to help them be smarter. Yeah, there's not really a lot that's educational as far Mm-mm. as you just run your hand in a circle. Yeah, yeah. It's it's more for if you didn't have to think about anything. Light bright. Yes. Make things light with light. Light bright. Light bright. Yep. You can make all kinds of cool pictures. That That's when the family was having like a gathering. They'd lock us in a room with a light bright and all the coats. And um, mm-hmm. we would have to make things with light. Uh, it was it was fascinating. Etch-a-sketch. 
I just course. I never got good at that. Never got good at Let's that. Let's see here. I, we we have we have listeners tuning in right now. Um uh, one of our listeners, KS, uh, she has, well, I just lost it here, but, and I'm down to 1% KS, I'm sorry, but I think, Chris, have you been following that? Uh, that KS? Yeah, um, KS. KS I, has made a few comments on the show. Yeah, you fill me in on what KS said after I read a few more of sure. these. Let's see if KS had any of these. Barbie, Easy Bake Oven, Polly Pocket, Doodle Bear, where you could actually color on the teddy bear with uh, markers. Creepy Crawlers. I think they had their own cartoon series. Uh, let's see here. Little Miss Singing Mermaid. Hmm? What? Sweet Secrets. They're like little Polly Pockets, but they're like jewelry. So it's hmm. it's humans shaped like jewelry. Well. Puppy Surprise. Oh, this is... <laughs> no, no, no. This one, this one just... Someone just... It, uh, Brian Leonard just bought this for his kid. What do you think I'm going to think of when you puppy say surprise. puppy surprise? It's a puppy that gives birth to puppies. It's a, And there's a kitty surprise. Last year, Brian Leonard gave this to his children. Um, any comments from Chaos on any of these? Okay. Uh, well, she says she was born in 1980, and her sister's and herself had almost every girl toy listed. And... Um, she said she's also making up for about two years of not commenting on LTF. And uh, her sister had Polly Pockets and like 15-pound puppies. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, yep. I wonder it's, if they had a viewfinder. I just I just got somebody that said, is, is my buddy on there? Oh, we're, we're probably my, my buddy. My buddy. My buddy my and me. My buddy and me. Like to climb up a tree. My buddy and me. He's Kid the best sister. friend you can Kid be. sister. Yeah, that's right. Kid, Kid sister. sister. That was the one. Yeah, I remember that. No, I didn't have one. Uh, viewfinder, the Atari. Yeah. Uh, Wrinkles the dog, kind of like a big pound puppy. My sister had one of those. Uh, let's see. Whiz Kid. It's like a little <laughs> computer thingy. I just, I can't get over that puppy surprise. Like, what were they doing in the boardroom? You know what? I got this great idea. Let's call it Puppy Surprise. So when Brian Leonard's brought in the kitten surprise to the office last year, I had the same look on my face that you had when I just read that. So it's still, it's an endearing toy. It's still out there. Rabbit surprise. <laughs> Cow surprise. I mean, it's like the whole barn <laughs> barnyard. Um, Simon Says, we yep. had that. Uh, that was very popular. Skip It. They st I still see skip that. You, it. Like, put it on your it. ankle, and it spins around, you jump over it. Like I think, I think every... And it had a counter on it. Yes. So you could count yep. how many times. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Precious Places. I don't know what that is. Um, let's see here. Uh, Baby Furskin. It's like a very ugly mix between a baby doll and a lamb and a dog with a pacifier. Yeah, my buddy. He's right here. Uh, my buddy. What rank is he? Uh, he's he's just in the top top fifty, so they didn't actually rank. Him. I definitely would have put him higher. Uh, Legos, of course, army men, cap guns, yep. cap guns like with a little ring of caps, a little yep. six shooter. Uh, Fisher Price, little people. I just love to smell those things after we shot them. Oh yeah, yeah. that was like, like honestly, a real battle happened in your backyard. It was better than shooting them. Was the yep a good day a good day at home was a day when you walked through the driveway and you saw littered across the driveway uh, candy wrappers and burnt out uh, cap gun uh, ammo. Do you ever have friends that would buy the 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 paper cap gun ammo and instead of putting it in yeah. a cap gun, they just like hit it with a rock and... Yeah, of course. Yeah. KS has a disclaimer, though, that those little people, 
Um, you can choke on those. The Fisher Price little, maybe that's why no one has yeah, them anymore, so or no one at least they make them fatter now. She oh, tells so us. they're they're not so little people. They're, just, they're, they're not as they're little. Called, yeah. I, they're called the medium sized people. I now. still my my mom in the attic still has all the little people that we played with. They're very collectible. And they're so, very collectible. And um, yeah, Annabelle. Game Boy was a yeah. 1980s toy as well. Let's see here. They're what like post Thanksgiving chubby people. Yeah, they're Says yeah, KS. they're bloated people. Okay, um, <laughs> bubble mower. Did you have one? those push mowers that like release bubbles we just by the time i was six dad put us on the real mower and we didn't find that fun anymore <laughs> okay uh fisher price roller skates Fi- this is like commercial for fisher price fisher price cash register uh all the people that had that in the 80s are now accountants um fisher price tape recorder that's uh for the younger generation listening that was a multi Media device that you could, any magnetic media. Not really multimedia. Yeah, magnetic just one media. media. Fisher yeah. Price Farm. Fisher Price Farm. It was remember, it was like a barn. Yes. You could open the doors and it had all the the animals that were the same size as the little see, people. It had I a little had the, silo on the side. That's exactly what KS just asked about to see if Josh had one of those. The, the farm, I had the that exact yeah, one. The yeah, the little farm, the barnyard. Yeah. Had the two uh, doors that would open up. I have and, both yes. of those. Yes. The, yes. The, yeah. the parking structure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had that I too. St- I still play with the parking structure yes. when I go home. Wow. My, my mom busts it out, and I still have a because wow. uh, you twist window, and then it goes, the elevator car goes down, and then you boom. Yeah. Do you know when you'd shut the door on the barn, the cow would moo. Oh, that's moo. right. That's moo. right. Moo. And you just do that all day and annoy your parents, yep. you know? Uh, poppers, you guys ever play? Uh, you know, they're like, they. you can still get them like in a, in a 25 cent vending machine. It's like a little rubber dome and you turn it inside out and poop, it pops up. That was in the 1980s. Corn popper, the little, the toddler toy. There was oh, yeah. Pop, 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 pop. That would drive parents nuts Yeah, too. it's got like two little wheels and you push it around and the little popcorn pops inside the oh, little yeah, dome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, moon shoes, kind of like the pogo ball, moon shoes. Yeah. Also... They don't work. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember those, but yeah, that that was actually something I never did ask for. Yeah, uh, Sesame Street, everything. Can you tell? Pillow me pals, how to get? pillow pals, um, kind of like pillow pets, but I think they were pillow pals back then. Sticky hand toy, the Coca Cola bottle. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, ring toss and uh, the Hart family. Okay, so those are all 1980s toys for a little walk down memory lane for all of us and KS apparently. Um, here are some of the most dangerous toys of the year. So this is this from year. from this year. Yep, okay. I was listening yep. to some news. This comes from the Watch website, which I'll describe what Watch is here in a second. A Black Panther slash claw and a plastic Ooh. Power Rangers sword are among the items topping a consumer safety group's annual list of worst toys for the holiday season. Massachusetts-based World Against Toys Causing Harm, or... W-A-T-C-H, Watch, unveiled its 46th annual list of the 10 worst toys, worst toys in quotation marks, Tuesday at the Franciscan Children's Hospital in Boston. Joan Siff, the nonprofit organization's president, said many of the toys on the list represent choking, eye, and other safety hazards that surface every from year to year, despite the group's efforts. For me, those are the only kind of good toys. <laughs> It's the ones everyone it's, wants. It, those are the toys. When, once that, it hits this list, the value's got to go when up. When you're on a some kid, you want all the toys well, that can potentially put an eye out. Sure, I'm just telling you Any right now. That. Whatever's on that list is exactly what my son Rye wants. Yep. Here you go. I'll <laughs> read it off to you. Uh, Sif advised parents to shop defensively and not be lulled into a false sense of security because a toy is made by a familiar brand or sold at an established retailer. Did you say the Sith? 
The, the Sith? Sith. The, Sith. Yeah, okay. she sounds like the Sith. The Sith. What, she just wants to stamp out fun everywhere she goes. Um, the new order. Uh, one child is treated in a U.S. emergency room every three minutes for a toy-related injury, according to the Center for Injury and Research, Nationwide Children's Hospital. That doesn't mean that toys are dangerous. It just means that children you Have know, you ever seen themselves. a pogo ball? You could... I mean, you take that off of a yeah. you know, slide or something like that, you, you know? Kids would, kids would end up in the emergency room with bean bags, I'm sure. Okay, so here you go. Rocks. A My cabbage, patch, rocks. Yeah. cabbage Patch Ballerina Doll made this year's list, for example, marketed to children ages two and above, but includes a removable tutu and a headband that can be a choking hazard, said James Swartz, a trial lawyer who serves as Watch's director. <laughs> A slender mallet that comes with VTEX caterpillar-shaped electronic xylophone, a toy made for children as young as 18 months, is another similar choking threat. A mallet. Huh? A mallet. Uh, yeah, let's cho- see. I guess it's been people. recalled before. Swartz responded by pointing a list that dozens of toys have been recalled or pulled from retailer shelves since the early 2000s, only back to the 1970s because of the group's efforts. He said providing detailed warning labels doesn't absolve toy makers from needing to simply design safer items. Uh, let's see here. He also highlighted Hasbro's retractable plastic claws from Marvel's Black Panther, an item featured on this year's list. The toy glove comes with a warning they should not be used to hit or swing at people. When you call it the slash claw, he says, there's likely one thing a child is going to do with that claw. Uh, he has a point. Oh, my my son would find multiple ways to yeah. use it. Yeah, if it was called the back scratching claw, maybe no one would do anything dangerous. But you give Rye two slash claws, you know there's going to be... There's going to be some bloodshed uh, around the Taylor household. So now Black Friday, before we take our break, has a very interesting history. So the term, let's see here, first recorded use of the term Black Friday, according to History.com. First recorded use of the term Black Friday was applied not to holiday shopping, but a financial crisis, specifically the crash of the U.S. gold market, September 24th, 1869. Two notoriously ruthless uh, Wall Street financiers, Jay Gould and Jim Fisk, worked together to buy up as much as they could of the nation's gold, hoping to drive the price sky high and sell it at astonishing profits. On that Friday in September, the conspiracy finally unraveled, sending the stock market into a freefall and bankrupting everyone from Wall Street barons to farmers. The most commonly repeated story behind the post-Thanksgiving shopping-related Black Friday tradition links to retailers. As the story goes, after an entire year of operating at a loss or in the red, stores would supposedly earn a profit going the black. On the day after Thanksgiving, because the holiday shoppers blew so much money on discounted merchandise. Though it's true that retail companies use, use to record losses in red and profits in black, this version of Black Friday's origin is the officially sanctioned but inaccurate story behind the tradition. In recent years, another myth is service that gives us particularly ugly twists on the tradition, claimed back in the 1800s, plantation owners use this term. Uh, the true story, though, behind Black Friday is not as sunny as retailers might have you believe. Back in the 1950s, police in the city of Philadelphia used the term to describe the chaos that ensued on the day after Thanksgiving when hordes of suburban shoppers and tourists flooded into the city in advance of the big Army-Navy football game held on that Saturday every year. Not only would Philly cops not be able to take the day off, but they would have to work extra long shifts dealing with additional crowds and traffic. Shoplifters would also take advantage of the bedlam in stores and make off with merchandise, adding to law enforcement headache. By 1961, Black Friday had caught on in Philadelphia to the extent that the city's merchants and boosters tried unsuccessfully to change it to Big Friday. Could you imagine getting up 5.45 a.m. for Big Friday? It's Big Friday. So anyway... 
a lot of different myths out there why it's called Black Friday. But the real reason, Philadelphia dealing with the Army-Navy football game and just it was a, a bad weekend, basically. So what didn't have to do with profit and loss? This weekend, I'm uh, I'm really hoping that it's not a it's not a black weekend for uh, Annabelle and I. We're we got the big. You Michi- guys all got, kind of have the same outfit on. Got, what was that the, all about? We got the big Michigan Ohio State rivalry coming up, which really right. hasn't been a rivalry for the past decade. Uh, okay, so, but we're finally favored this year, which means we'll choke it away again. That's how confident I am. But yeah, so I I know that that whole uh, Army Navy rivalry huge. Um, I uh, I'd pull in more police for that too. And uh, you're not claiming to be a Detroit Lions fan, right? Uh, I I am. There's just no reason to like make it public. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> no one's listening. There's a. Uh, l- let's just say that when I you know I, I wake up early, it's either go shopping or watch the Lions game, and I'm like, why waste three and a half hours of discouragement when I can just watch the 11 minute recap and get discouraged and move on with yep. life right after that. Yeah, and we were doing well. We were doing well. It's tied sixteen sixteen, and then we threw the game winning touchdown to the, to wrong the other team. team. Pick six. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Other than All that, right. though, it was going really well. Well, I'm I'm glad you have a good perspective on what's really important in life. Oh, look spending at, time with your daughter and going to Home me. Depot I'm a, and I'm a Chiefs fan. Wait, buying wait. buying your clothes at Macy's <laughs> the day after Thanksgiving. So. All right, so what else are you guys doing this weekend? Before we take a break here, and as we wrap this part of the show up, uh, what are you guys planning to do this weekend, Josh? Uh, well, I you, I got the text from you to uh, see if we'd come on up here, but I'm, I'm trying to get all my Christmas lights up uh, out the exterior. So, Annabelle, what have you and Mom accomplished on the inside? Um, we've just been cleaning out. We have this, uh, we have a cabinet full of books, and so we've been getting rid of all the books and just clearing a lot of things out and getting all the Christmas stuff and putting it all in. So it was a really big mess getting everything out. And But we right before we came back, it was starting to look a lot better and like starting to look like Christmas. Instead how of how do you keep all the kids out of it while you're putting it up? Like you guys have like 17 yeah, children. I, I over had there. Devin, Carson, and Rye outside with me. Oh, okay. So All right. Well, that helps. They were helping. They were helping me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so that went okay. But you know, I was up in the tree. Uh, I just got the the house proper. I got the fence line. I got the perimeter established. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. I got to. Yep. Now I got to do yep. the house proper. Okay. All right, Chris. What are you doing this weekend? Uh, I think we're gonna be over here for a bit tomorrow with the uh, Christmas lights. Uh, work that we're doing here so there's christmas lights in my weekend and then um doing some teaching of course on sunday so probably working on that as well i don't know what else i'll be able to fit in uh, but we'll see yeah well and i know all over guam that all the christmas stuff is happening now you can visit all the hotels and see all their christmas displays and all the fun stuff like that so listeners hopefully you're having a great weekend as well we're going to take a short break now little Christmas spirit there. It's 424 p.m. on this Friday, November 23rd here at the KHMG Studios. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. It's episode 292 here of Live Till 5. You can always find us online, khmg.org. Listen live, download the podcast. Tune in Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. when we rebroadcast the show in its entirety because we know you can't listen to two straight hours of radio, usually. So we want you to be able to listen to it again and again and a lot of ways to do that. Also, let us know you're listening through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. We'd love to hear from you. And it's not too late for you to weigh in. What should the first song of the Christmas season be? And right after the SRN News, 
just after the 5 o'clock top of the hour, you'll hear the first song in the season. So more Live Till 5 after this short break. with a little more live till 5 429 p.m. on this Friday November 23rd feeling the Christmas spirit and in the spirit of giving one of our listeners and uh, faithful friends PD just delivered a plate of hot pumpkin cookies with craisin Mm, very good pumpkin cookies are are very underrated in the holiday season well and they're not easy to pull off because pumpkin it doesn't doesn't turn into a solid crispy cracker type cookie. It's more of a soft little piece maybe of that's, pumpkin bread. Maybe that's why I enjoy it so much because it, it really is. It's it's kind of your pumpkin bread in the form in bite size, bite oh, size oh. servings. A friend of ours that we met in Alaska, Grandma Lou, gave us a gave my wife a pumpkin cookie with uh, I'm not sure what the frosting is, but it's got a white frosting. Mm. That cream cheese frost, probably cream cheese frosting. That's like my; those are my favorite. Oh yeah, cookies. Well, cookie PD, ever. Um, yeah. she is she is a really good cook yeah. with many things, but pumpkin is a medium that she is especially um, expert with. She well, just makes a lot of good pumpkin desserts. Well versed in the realm of pumpkin bakery. That's right. That's right. It's it's a specialty. You can get your master's in it, and she I think she has that. So, hmm. He's probably working on a PhD right now. I'm going to let the music play while I chomp here for a second. All right. Well, we are sitting here at KHMG Studios at 4.30 p.m. on Friday, November 23rd. If you're listening on Saturday, it's probably sometime between noon and 2 or Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. We rebroadcast the entire show. And I still got Josh and Annabelle, Devin, Chris here with me. And I've been waiting to break this book out ever since last Christmas. So the National Geographic Kids Weird But True Christmas. 300 festive facts to light up the holidays. One of our listeners gave this to me last year. I just don't remember who. I think it was an elementary teacher. Hmm. It's uh, it, weird. It could have been LS or it could have been PC. It might have been BB. Um, it's, it's one of them. QM, perhaps? QM? Did you just make that up? I'm like trying to think QM. I made that up. Oh, man, yes. QM. They were so nice. She was such a nice lady. QM. Okay. Uh, Did you know? I'll run all these by Annabelle, because this is, and by Devin. You guys can comment on this if it strikes you as interesting. It's not just a winter myth. Your tongue really can get stuck to a piece of frozen metal. That is true. Do not stick your tongue to a piece of frozen metal. no doubt. Uh, I've heard stories. You've heard stories? I've had experiences. Tell, you, you did. You, you, you can't. You can't say last you year. Haven't. Uh, no, I haven't because um, I saw it visually uh, <laughs> acted out by other people, whether on TV or in real life. And so I'm the kind of person who would get other people to do it. Yeah, I. I mean, I would. And then I'd run the, inside. Just the just the tip, just to mm, feel no. and. Uh, 
Yeah. Mm. yeah. No. I probably carry my guilt with me, and now I can't even, like, eat, like... You know, yeah. like an ice cream bar on a stick or anything. It is rough. Like, oh, look, because you know, because if you've ever grabbed anything metal and your hand was just a little bit wet oh, yeah. from the snow or that. whatever, your that. hand will stick to it and then it'll rip your skin off. And it's, I mean, just with that. So you, I knew growing up, no, there's no oh, doubt about Annabelle, it. Annabelle, Devin, don't put stuck. your tongue on frozen metal ever. Yes. No matter if someone offers to pay you money for it or anything. Yeah, if you if you're managed to find frozen metal somewhere outside on Guam, Good luck, but yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. a Canadian scientist built a machine that grows icicles. That's a true, true thing happened. The world's biggest Christmas ball ornament, bauble, they call them bauble ornament, is wider than a garage door and heavier than a buffalo. Both of those things do not relate to people here on Guam. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's translate that. Uh, the largest Christmas ornament, yeah, is heavier than a carabao and wider than. Um, a food truck. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Uh, the pine needles on some Christmas trees are edible, but don't don't try at home. Uh, let's see here. I'm guessing on when you say some, probably not the artificial. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Definitely not those. If if uh, they're metallic, then you can already rule those out. Uh, the berries of some mistletoe plants explode. Didn't know that. The Christmas song that says chestnuts roasting on an open fire was written during summer heat wave. Chestnuts mm-hmm. roasting on... Um, where, where does that rank in our uh, requested songs? Uh, the Christmas song itself, that might be my little... Um, Hasn't been my little bumper requested song. yet, but hmm. right now, simple kind of Is that of what Christmas. it's called? It's you called what? the Christmas song? Yeah. Yes. Here, you know what? I'll just have it playing in the background while I'm, while I'm reading this. Um, you're more likely to find icicles hanging on the south side of a building than on the north side. Well, this is a pleasant little. These sound like true or false questions, yep. but they're all true. Because they're all it's true because it's weird, a, but, weird true. but true. So, is there a way you can like twist it to where we have sure. to? Do we have to true or false, Annabelle? Guess true. People in parts of South Africa <laughs> snack on deep fried caterpillars on Christmas Day. True. True. Very good, <laughs> Devin. I have a question for you. In India, people decorate banana trees for Christmas. True or false? False. Nope, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Sorry. Come on. Okay, Josh, here's one for you. Come on, you got to give me a hint, man. What's the title of this book? Uh, uh, Weird But True. All right. Okay. True or false? There is not eggnog-flavored lip balm. I'm going to say that's true. No, there is lip <laughs> right there on the paper. There you go. Uh, that was that was Okay, here you go. Um, I felt Annabelle. Like I was throwing a curveball. The highest altitude Christmas Carol concert was performed at an airplane on an airplane at 5,000 feet. True or false? Um, true. False. It was 39,000 feet. Yeah, I was going to say, 5,000 feet for an airplane, that's pretty yeah, that'd dangerous. Be like coming in for a landing. That's pretty dangerous. Okay. Uh, You've actually added a degree of difficulty. Yes. Here. Chris, here you yes. go. This is a good Alaskan one here. Great. True or False. The first toboggan was made from walrus walrus bones. Walrus walrus bones. Oh, I mean, how is that a good Alaska? Sounds true. Walruses and Alaska. I I mean, there there are, but not no, not not uh, super common. Um, Illusory correlation. Why not? Sure. Close. False. Whalebone. Oh, okay. Well, fooled me on that one. 
Devin, true or false? 98% of Christmas trees are grown on farms. False. Nope, it's true. Sorry, buddy. 98% of Christmas <laughs> trees, almost all Christmas trees are grown on Christmas tree farms. Did, Let's you, see here. did you ever go out hunting for your own Christmas tree? Oh, yeah. And many times. Many times. But at farms. Always on farms. Never have. One time. I think one time. We had we times. found a great place up in uh, uh, Vermont, and it was a lot like White Christmas's scene. Got pulled by Belgian horses in a wagon, pick the tree, bring it back, hot apple cider, donuts, etc. Take it back. I have. I've gone to Walmart, and there's all those artificial <laughs> true, Christmas trees. True. You're and hunting, I have hunted, hunting, and hunted in there for my own Christmas tree. You hunt for a parking spot, then you hunt for yeah. the tree. Yep, I've done it. Okay, here you go, Annabelle. True or false? Every snowflake has eight sides. False. You're correct. It has six sides. Very good. Uh, let's see here. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find another one. True or false? True or false? <laughs> branches of icicles, Josh. Branches of icicles are called arms. True or false? Branches. Branches of icicles, of icicles. are called arms. I would definitely say they're not veins. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out true. Uh, they're actually called legs. So Ooh. basically, I'm Mr. Obvious on this. So if if I it's it's gonna be really close to I've true. I've been listening even if it's to you. Yeah, I was gonna say I've been listening to your hesitation because you know being a teacher long enough, when you hesitate, that means you're thinking of mm-hmm. what to change it to. But you hesitated before you started reading the question, so that's a little so, bit, um, that's harder to harder for me to pick up on. Okay, here you go, Chris. Sure. Was the largest snowflake ever measured? Mm. One inch, two inch, three inch, or four inches in size. Snowflake, a single snowflake. Single snowflake. Uh, two inches. Incorrect. Four inches. Four which inches. Which would be this big. Can you imagine seeing a snowflake that big? And then it's like, how do you measure it? By the time you get your ruler out, it's already gone. <laughs> oh, let's see here. Um, There's a lot of cool stuff here. Okay, we're going to do three more here. Okay, um, Devin, here's one for you. You can, true or false, you can buy pickle gravy and bacon-flavored candy canes. True or false? You can buy pickle-flavored gravy and bacon-flavored candy canes. True or false? Um, I think I'm going to go with uh, true. It is true. Very good. You can buy pickle-flavored gravy and bacon-flavored candy canes. Why would you want to? True or false, Devin. (laughs) You would like like to actually eat one of those kinds. Which one, bacon or gravy? Bacon. Bacon, of course. Yeah, of course. Okay. Why not? Uh, Annabelle, I'll give you four different presidents to choose from. One of them banned Christmas trees from the White House. Was it? George Washington, Ben Franklin, Theodore Roosevelt, or Barack Obama? Theodore Roosevelt. It was Theodore Roosevelt. Very good. Did you and the pause what's the, uh, what, And what's the other thing that I said that was also false about those four presidents? Ben Franklin's not president. Nice. <laughs> there you go. Very <laughs> tricky. Here you go. Uh, and we will, we'll wrap it up with this. What color, Josh, this is the last question of the day, what color were the original candy canes? Uh, original candy canes, uh, last time I did the research, they actually came out and they were green. 
That is false. Devin, what color do you think the original candy canes were? I didn't do it. Now they're red and white. I didn't do any research. I didn't think so. <laughs> I mean, I could tell that by your answer, but... I think it's red and white, too. Oh, red and white is what they are now. They were originally just white. No red in them at all. Red was added later. It's a later tradition. So we're going to take a short break. Guys, thanks for participating today. Appreciate Appreciate you coming up on short notice and helping the show just be that much greater. Enjoy the popcorn this weekend, okay? Yes. And take a cookie to go as well. Chris, you're sticking around, right? Sure. Okay, all right, great. Listeners, you stick around as well. We'll be back with the last 15 minutes of Live Till 5. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host, episode 292 on this Friday, November 23rd, 4.41 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. More Live Till 5 after this short break. Live till five, rolling out some Christmas tunes as we're going into the Christmas season. It's gonna be a long Christmas season this year. Today being the 23rd of November, all the way through Christmas. That's kind of an extended, over 30 day long Christmas season. Sometimes, you know, Thanksgiving falls a little later in the month, depending on what day of the week the first day of the month is, etc. etc. So, long Christmas seasons. Get to listen to a lot of Christmas music this year and really enjoy the full effect of the season and hoping that you're going to have a good Christmas season. Wanted to talk a little bit about some things that are happening around Harvest before we wrap up this hour at the end of the show. But, Chris, we've been getting a lot of uh, chatter from listeners today. Yeah, I think some people have the day off and are getting a chance to listen. You know, it's kind of one of those things it's it's getting towards the late afternoon and everybody gets the chance to maybe turn the radio on and Absolutely. give a listen and yeah had more interaction than usual i think what are some of the most popular songs people are commenting on for the for the first song of the season yeah i think there's two in the running basically simple kind of christmas because that one's always in the running and uh people have said you know anything from harvest baptist bible college and then we had oh holy night came in with two votes so it's, I mean, it's kind of tied. It's Oh Holy Night and Simple Kind of Christmas. So if people have other things they want to comment, um, you know, to try to tip the scales, sure, they can go and do that. It's on our Facebook page. It's the most recent update. It says, leave a comment. What should be our first Christmas song of the season today on Live Till 5? Well, yep. it's actually after Live Till after 5. After Live Till 5, but- yeah. You know, it's, we're kind of ramping up to it. We're right ramping now. up. Yeah. So right so, after yeah. the news and the weather, do you guys have a weather report after the news today? Uh, or because yes. it was a okay? No, well, yeah, then we it'll do. Be right after that, so it'll be right after so that. It'll be Sebastian yeah. doing the weather, and then it'll be uh, now. If you're on the rebroadcast, 
You're going to hear Christmas music after that anyway, because yes, we'll be right. into Christmas music. So it's really that. for our Friday afternoon listening audience, those that listen to the live yeah. broadcast. And, and we'll drop that song in the playlist during the SRN news. So you have up until about the next 10 minutes to, to get your vote in, if you'd like to weigh in on that. Cyber Monday has become, uh, it, it's been history making. So last year, Cyber Monday 2017 was going down in the history books, according to CNBC article, digital transactions last Cyber Monday reached a record 6.59 billion with a B. Adobe Insights unveiled Tuesday, and it's this is when the article was written not too long ago, marks a 16.8% increase from uh, 2016 and makes Cyber Monday 2017 the largest online shopping day in U.S. history. Okay, so it's it's amazing how high the sales on Cyber Monday are going and going to go. And so a lot of people forego standing in line. They're not all as, as uh, adventurous as Josh and Annabelle are to get out at 545 or even earlier. We know people have stand out in line all night to go to a Cyber or a, a Black Friday sale. Cyber Monday, you can do it in your pajamas at home. Yeah, I like. I'm. Not, I already ordered a couple of things. Um, you know what I ordered is I ordered um, two uh, Lamplighter Theater uh, episodes. They were only ten dollars this weekend, which wow. is about half less than um, less than half price because they're twenty five dollars typically for the MP3 download, and I ordered them. They were ten dollars each. So if somebody really wanted to go nuts and, yeah, absolutely. and buy a lot of them, they could go to the Lamplighter. I think it's lamplighter.net. And I think it was only for 24 hours. So it might, the sale might not be sale still going. sale might not be still going, but I, I that still was Still they can check it out, lamplighter.net, and see what's what's available. Cyber Monday, yeah. there might be something else coming out Monday. I, yeah. I've got to say, I've, I don't get to listen to Lamplighter every afternoon, uh, evening. But um, last week, I got to catch it a couple of times. And it has been especially good like the stories are just yeah i don't know where they get the stories from like these are classic tales right yeah they're old very and, old but they yeah. but whatever they do to kind of modernize the and and, and turn them into a script it's just it's yeah. so well done and it's it's very exciting in the way they kind of leave you with different cliffhangers and things the pacing and everything lamplighter theater is really very entertaining, and it always is very gospel centered and, and character centered. Yeah, they. I mean, of the things people tell me that they really love on the radio, um, Lamplighter Theater is always right up there. And what people say, which was what I was hoping when we started doing it at five thirty in the afternoon, was that people say they get home mm -hmm. and it's like just before six o'clock or whatever, and the story hasn't quite ended yet. Yep. And they sit in their car for a little while longer yep. just yep. to catch the end of the story. Yep. And so I was kind of hoping that it would be that kind of yep. show. And it has, people have told me that's what they do. They wait for the story to end. And what my kids do is they run out of the vehicle really quickly to try to run in the house and turn the radio on. They do that with Unshackled yeah. after church yes. on Wednesday sure, night. Sure. But but yeah, so that's that's it's kind of one of those kind of shows. Yep. Now does Lamplighter do they put out a Christmas uh a Christmas yeah. story? Like it seems like was it last year that the Well, it was a candle in the window. Candle in the window, yeah. But they are going to air a candle in the window during the regular daily. Okay. So it's not it's not really advantageous for a 
for us to air it a second time Got since it. it's yes. already going to air. Now, is the candle in the window the one about the old postal guy that yes. goes around? Okay, yeah, that was yeah. a neat story. It's 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 really a well. I don't want to give it away for yeah. people, but yeah. if if you haven't checked it out, I, I could tell you the story. But you should check it out. It's going to be on. Um, I don't I don't think it'll be for a while. It'll be for a few weeks before yeah. they start that. Yeah. A couple weeks at least before because it's start only. That up. 10 parts or eight parts, yeah, something it'll like be that. Eight yeah, eight or 10. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's yep. that one is very good. I got to listen to that last year. And that's one of those ones where you just, yeah, you don't want to get out of the car. You want to hear the end of it. Yeah. Or if you can run in, you know, if you've got the radio somewhere where you can turn it right on when you get in the right. house, not everybody has that. Or pull up but. the app on your phone. And before you get out of the car, yeah, open it up. And or just hit the listen button on our website and listen on your phone. Yeah. You get a few second delay. It's not a long delay, but you get a few second delay there, and uh, you don't miss a thing. If you're if you're like me, the Wi-Fi connects as soon as you pull in the parking lot right. anyway. Yep. So you're like, I'm ready to roll. Yep. I can just put it on my phone. There you go. So, there yeah. you go. Well, I was going to talk a little bit about uh, Christmas ornaments as we get into these last few minutes because tomorrow at 8 a.m. here at Harvest Baptist Church, if you're interested, listening audience, you can come and help us decorate. We're decorating the church auditorium, and we're also hanging Christmas lights on the campus. Our maintenance guys have already hung everything that's up high, but all the stuff we can reach from ground level, plus decorating the church auditorium, is all happening 8 a.m. Saturday morning, November 24th. And I was thinking about ornaments. These are interesting facts about Christmas tree ornaments uh, by uh, an online author on Rudolph's Christmas Trees website. Uh, So... Obviously, a, a highly, uh, a highly yeah. qualified. The guy's name is Farmer John. Um, so, yeah, this must be true. But uh, here you go. Number one, Christmas trees began to be decorated with ornaments in the 15th century. Uh, number two, prior to 1600, Christmas trees were decorated outside. However, in the early 1600s, a new holiday trend started decorating a Christmas tree in an indoor setting. Number three. In 1610, tinsel was introduced to the Christmas tree decorating tradition. Number four, in the late 1800s, hand-blown glass ornaments were introduced into the German market. They gained such popularity that they spread throughout the whole world. And number five, although glass ornaments can still be found, modern Christmas tree ornaments are usually made out of plastic. And you'll notice that when a small child reaches for an ornament and it falls off the tree and it bounces like a golf ball off the floor and doesn't break. The glass ones, though, when they do break, they're super sharp. So I can see why uh, they're switching over to plastic on those. So, well, listeners, hopefully you've enjoyed this two hours. Thank you all for participating. Thank you to those who've been making comments on Facebook, those who voted for the song. Thank you, PD, for bringing the the pumpkin crayon crazen cookies. Uh, thanks, Josh and Annabelle and Devin for coming up and being part of the show today on short notice. And Chris, for keeping it all together. And uh, we really sure. do do appreciate all of you for making this happen. do want to invite you Sunday morning, 1030 a.m. is our worship service. If you don't have a church home, please come visit us here at Harvest Baptist Church. And then coming up a week from this Sunday, Festival of Lights. This is open to anyone in the community, people that go to other churches, neighbors, friends, family. We're hoping to have 2,000 people plus come on campus if the Lord provides good weather that day. Some of the best food trucks on Guam will be here, so you can buy a meal for you and your guests. We're going to have two showings of our Christmas program in the auditorium. It's a Christmas concert. Noel is the, the title and the theme. 
We also have a children's event. We call it a jamboree. We don't want to call it a carnival. Carnival kind of has certain connotation and legal requirements. We don't want to call it a, 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 a fair because we're not selling anything over there. It's really, we call it the jamboree because it's just a lot of fun for kids of all ages. It's free and uh, they can come in and play all kinds of games. And um, then we also have a, a photo op. We set up the entire stage there in the Family Life Center as a winter wonderland scene so you can take pictures and we'll take professional pictures for you as well. There's something new this year, too. Uh, from what I heard, there's an awkward family photos really? like, booth. So they're going to have like funny props and nice. stuff. Oh, that's so you great. You can take something a little funnier. So that's great. And I don't we, know if we try I'm and help with some. That yeah. too early, no, but. that's great. No, we, yeah. and uh, we try and help take some of those pictures, then we upload them for you. Oh, and all around campus, we'll be playing this year KHMG. That's so great. We'll, we'll be live up here. And I don't know if I'm breaking news to you. No, but that's you'll be great. Up here for that, yes, I, and, as well. and not only playing it around campus, but playing it all around the Christmas train, which is going to be sponsored by KHMG, right, right down here in the Carline area in front of the hub. So the Jetway will become kind of the Christmas train station. You'll hear KHMG playing over the air and uh, free Christmas train rides. So we really hope you can uh, mark that out on your calendar a week from this Sunday, December first. That is December first. Is that first Sunday, right? Or is it December second? I think I it's wanna... December second. December second. That's right. December first yeah. is a Saturday. December second. Yeah. And it starts at five p.m. The food trucks will be here. You can come and just enjoy the whole evening. And uh, we're praying for a great turnout, great opportunity for people to hear some singing and some a specific presentation of the meaning of Christmas. Talking about Noel, the first birth, the first appearance of uh, Christ. And so uh, we hope that you can join us for that. That again is December 2nd at 5 p.m., kicking off the Christmas season here at Harvest Baptist Church. But we'd love to have you come any Sunday, 10.30 a.m. is our morning worship. 9.30 a.m. we have all kinds of classes. We'd love for you to come to that. 6 p.m. is our family Bible hour. So it's a great time of teaching and fellowship and you know, it's just a lot happening, a lot of a lot of neat things that we get to do. This Sunday night, actually, our whole church is working together to get ready for the Festival of Lights, so really excited about that. So, you know what? That's about all I have for today. This is episode 292. Thanks, Chris, for joining us today, yeah, by the way. thank you. All right, and uh, so glad you can be with us today, listeners. Episode 292 on this Friday, November 23rd, here at the KHMG Studios, Barragata, Guam. Have a great weekend, and listen... After the top of the hour, a little bit after 5.05, to the first Christmas song of the season on this Friday afternoon, November 23rd. Merry Christmas. A beautiful sight, we're happy Awesome.